This podcast is sponsored by Faithful Counseling. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria J. from 12th Street Talk Back and Morning Inspirations. Did you guys pour into yourself? I hope you poured into yourself today. If not, sometimes we can need a little bit more pouring. And today, I'm here to offer you just that with my new friends and partners, Faithful Counseling. You all always hear me talk about partnering with my Christian Conrads in Christ and always needing that extra shoulder to lean on as well as my faith. Well, today you can take comfort in having that exact same partner with Faithful Counseling. Thank you, Faithful Counseling, for sponsoring this podcast. With Faithful Counseling, you will get access to your needs and you'll be matched with your own licensed professional therapist who is a practicing Christian. That's right, who is a practicing Christian. You can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's text, chat, phone, or video call. And you can message your therapist at any time to schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. And if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. With Faithful Counseling, you get the same professionalism and quality you can expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. More scheduling, flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at faithfulcounseling.com slash 12th Street Talk Back. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash 12th Street Talk Back. I've also linked it in the description below. Let's start pouring into yourself today with your new partner at Faithful Counseling. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to Morning Inspiration. I hope everybody's feeling blessed on this beautiful, beautiful Monday morning that God has woke us up in. If you are happy that God woke you up this morning, say amen right where you're standing. Clap your hands, stump your feet, do what you need to do to give God some praise. When praises go up, blessings do come down. So let's give God some praise right now, wherever you are, whether you're in your car, laying in your bed, or up and about, already on the go. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. We come 
boldly before the throne this morning with praises in our mouth and thanksgiving in our heart, Father God. We thank you this morning for your grace and your mercy because we know that it is new every single day. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father God, for keeping your hedge protection around and about us on this day, O Heavenly Father. We thank you, Father God, for ordering our footsteps this morning at this time on this day, Father God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for knowing all above all everything that's going to happen in our lives on this day. We thank you for being our butler and our shield, Father God, on this day, Father God. We thank you for your daily bread, Father God, that it may be etched across the tables of our hearts today. We thank you for our family and our friends, Father God, and our enemies too, O Heavenly Father. Bless their names, O Father God, from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, Father God. May all blessings come upon them, Father God. Right now we stand in agreement, Father God, for all things to be made good in your name, O Heavenly Father. We thank you this morning for all the things that you have done and all the things that you will do. We thank you for being the doctor, the lawyer, the psychiatrist, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for ordering our footsteps each and every single day of our lives, but especially on this day. You didn't have to do it, but you did. We, You woke us up this morning, breathing your breath in our bodies. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for every beating organ, every beating heart, every moving limb that we have on our bodies this day. We pray that you continue to keep us this day, in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus, we plead the blood right now over our lives. Let no weapons form against us prosper on this day. Amen and amen. So welcome, welcome, welcome back to Morning Inspirations. I hope you guys enjoyed that tidbit of a little bit of break that we had. Your girl needed to get a little bit of some me time just for myself so that I can get myself filled back up. You can't pour from an empty cup, so you got to fill yourself every day with his word, stand on his word, and know that he is able to do all things, and he does give us a body to rest. We need to rest our body and rest our mind sometimes. Just meditate on his word and just forget all things that are around us so that we can recoup and get back up and do what we need to do for his glory. So when we left off, we had just left off in Genesis where we uh, read Jacob giving all of his sons uh, his their blessings or what he thought. Uh, I guess it is his blessings. It says and his blessings, each one of his children. And, you know, some of them didn't seem <laughs> uh, to... Um, to, to, I don't know what the word to call it, but, you know, some of them, you know, seemed like they was going to have a hard road to go, I guess I would say. You know, our parents used to tell us that we think we know better 
that they do, and, and, and we do. I think all of us have been there where as we go along in life, <laughs> our parents' words come back to haunt us as we get older. So let's start off <laughs> in Exodus, where now uh, it's a new day. It is a new day. Uh, Exodus is a book of redemption. My Bible tells me that Exodus means exit, depart, outgoing, and Moses having been Moses having been the first book of his history. It preserves and it transmits the records of the church, the growth of a great nation that's going. It's the going out. Of the, of the children of Israel out of Egypt. And I am sure each and every last one of us has read this book. If we haven't read this book, we know tidbits about what's going on. And in this book, we, we start to see that possibly it says... It gives us the accomplishments of the promises of Abraham that God made. The exit of a private family and a growth of a nation. Twelve tribes. And chapter one starts off like this. Now these are the names of the children of Israel which came into Egypt. Every man and his household came with Jacob. Reuben, Simon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gade, and Asher. All of so, all these souls came out of the lion loins of Jacob. Were seventy souls? For Joseph was already in Egypt, and Joseph died. All his brethren and all that generation. And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceedingly mighty and the land was filled with them. Now there was a new king of Egypt which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply, and it come to pass that when they falleth out any war, they may join also unto our enemy and fight against us, and so get them up out of the land. Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens, and they built for Pharaoh, treasure cities. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with vigor. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in all matter of service in the field. All their service wherein they made them serve was with vigor. And the king of Egypt 
spoken to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of one of them was Shipfra, and the name of the other was Puha. And he said, when ye do the office of midwives to the Hebrew women and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, then ye shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not as the king of Egypt commanded, but saved the men children alive. And the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said unto them, Why ye done this thing and have not saved and have saved the men children alive? And the midwives said unto Pharaoh, Because of the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively and are delivered ere the midwives come in unto them. So let's stop right there. I am reading out of my King James Master Bible this morning. It reads a little bit different than my King James but we're going to get through this this morning. So we know that out of Egypt came Reuben, Simon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Benjamin, Dan, Napatali, Gade, and Asher. Joseph was already there. It was 72 persons, my Matthew Henry tells me, that was of Jacob or Israel, should we say, that was brought over from Canaan to Egypt. And my Matthew Henry also tells me that right after Jacob died, some years later, Joseph passed away. And it is said that the other brothers died shortly afterwards. It says that we shouldn't think that they didn't. They said it says that the land of Egypt where they resided, Jace, Jake, Joseph passed on a few years and, and a few for them in that time because they lived to be in the hundreds. Later, Joseph did pass away. But take notice that. Even though they was not in their land, they were mightier than the people that actually lived there. Jacob, Israel's sons and daughters, were chosen by God. The promise and the covenant that he had made with Abraham and Isaac and now with Joseph has fallen onto the children. And they are mightier. And my Bible tells me that the king, he wasn't around at the time that Joseph had put all these laws in place. So, you know, in reading my Matthew Henry, it tells me the obligation they laid under, under to Israel upon Joseph's accounts was forgotten. They rose a new king after that. And all the secessions in Joseph's time was forgotten. 
So this new king noticed that these people, these people were mightier than his people. And as it goes and as it says, he says until the Egyptians, hey, wait a minute. Let's come, let, let's figure this thing out here. We can't allow them foreigners to come over here in our land. I don't know who this Joseph person was, but this is a new day, a new dawning, and we need to go ahead and deal shrewdly with them lest they start to multiply. It's already happening. They are stronger and they are mightier than us. So as the mind works, that flesh, especially if you're not seeking God, that flesh will rise up against you. That's why it is so good to stay in your word on a daily basis. Keep your cup full so that God can do what he can do inside of you. You got to keep that cup full. I tell you, when I miss a day of really getting into my word, things change. Things almost seem like they change. I know, notice a difference in my daily walk. That's why it's important to fight off that flesh. Here we see this new king has risen. He don't know nothing about the things that Joseph has put into place for, the, for, for his people. He don't know nothing about that. All he knows is they are a lot is a whole lot more of them <laughs> than it is them. And they need to get this thing under control. So he puts in place taskmasters, uh, and they were set over them to afflict them, to work them hard. It says in the word that they, he, they worked them with mortar and brick. Can you imagine? working like that, as well as my Matthew Henry tells me that taxes were, they were taxed very heavily. They were taxed very heavily and worked very heavily. And I don't know about you guys, but in the day's time that we live in now, and even back in our parents' ages, we can see it in the paycheck that we get most days. it's taxed very heavily, especially if you're in a certain bracket. Um, you can see the difference. So when he set those taskmasters over them to afflict, to directly afflict them with their burdens, my Matthew Henry says, to ruin their health and shorten their days and their numbers to discourage them from marrying since their children would be born into slavery. It was to put fear and oppress them and put them under them to join with the Egyptians and their idol worship. However, they were kept at a distance from mingling with the Egyptians because of their customs, which was the Lord's. They believed in our Heavenly Father and all the promises that he made to their forefathers. Look at Abraham. Look at Joseph. Look at Jacob. Look at Isaac. 
Everything that God promised them for his glory came to pass. And my Matthew Henry tells me they prospered with health and wealth while they dwelled there in Egypt. That's a reminder to us to stand on God's promises. But also, Satan comes in many forms. He does. He's not. He's still up to his old tricks today. He came to kill, steal, and destroy. Remember, he did tell Peter, Jesus told Peter before he died on that cross for us, Satan desires to shift you like wheat. I pray for you. That's what Jesus told Peter. So if he desired to shift Peter like wheat, don't you think he's still doing the same thing to us today? He's doing nothing no different than he was doing years ago. His tricks does not change. Now the form in which he comes on anybody changes. It could be a person that you run into or perhaps through family. So his tricks never change. He just comes in another way and he throws you off kilter. And this is what happened here. They were made to build cities for Pharaoh. Because Pharaoh didn't like that they were fruitful and increased exceedingly and were mighty. He was afraid that if they ever went into war, that they would side with whoever they were at war with. They certainly wouldn't side with Egypt, with the Egyptians. So he said, let's come. Let us deal with them shrewdly. Or Egypt becomes Israel's house. So let's put them in bondage. Let's put them in bondage so that we can have a little bit of control over them. But my Bible tells me the more that they tried to suppress them, the more they kept growing and growing and growing and growing and become mightier. The more they tried to afflict them, they kept growing. And the Egyptians dreaded the children of Israel. And that word vigor, vigor, they made them work vigorously and taxed them. They made their hearts live, their lives hard and bitter, but they still grew. So here go the king again, coming up with another way to try to get rid or suppress the Israel people. He calls in the midwives and he says to them, look, when you go in to help these women when they're giving birth on their birthing bed, if it is a male, kill him. If it is a female, let him 
live. Now, I don't know about y'all, and I really didn't get it from my Matthew Henry, but my little brain and my little thinking. Okay, you don't want the male children to be reproduced, but you're going to let the females live. And for me, your customs wasn't the same, because that's what you told me earlier on. But you're going to keep the female women around. So somewhere in the back of Pharaoh's mind, somewhere in the back of his mind, he probably was thinking, reproduce. Now, my Bible does not say that, and my Matthew Henry does not say that. That is just my own thinking. Because, you know, I would keep the males around because you get more work, especially in brick and mortar out of them than you would a female. And a female, we are the carrier of the children anyway. That's just my thinking. (laughs) But moving on. But the midwives spoke to him and said, they're not going to do this. He told them and Exodus 1.16, when you do the duties of the midwife for the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stools, and if it's not a son, then you shall kill him, but if it's a daughter, then she may live. And they feared God. These midwives, they feared God. And it is nothing like fearing God. Not that God wants us to stand in fear of him. But he wants us to notice that he is mightier. He is stronger. There is nothing in our lives that we are capable of doing without him. And also his commandments and statutes. They wasn't trying to break what God had put in place. Especially with the fact of knowing and seeing or even possibly hearing all the wonderful things God did for Joseph while he walked with Joseph. He did not forsake Joseph. My Bible tells me in John 3, the first chapter, the second verse, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So God wants good things for us. And again, these are his people. And he told Jacob, Israel, as well as Joseph, I will be with you always. And he kept all of his promises. He told Jacob, When he changed his name to Israel, the covenant that I made with you, with Abraham, I make with you. Covenant I made with Abraham and Isaac, I make with you. He told him, go down to Egypt. When Joseph sent for him back in Genesis, he said, I'll be with you there and I'll be with you when you come back. And as we know, they took their father back and buried him. That covenant is still on the people. It's still on us this very day. It was extended to us. That's grace and that is mercy. God 
never leaves us. We always leave him. And we have to be reminded of that sometimes. That's why we go to church and fellowship and praise God and invite the Holy Spirit in. Invite Jesus into our lives on a daily basis. Make him a permanent fixture in your life. Just like that sofa that you sit on that you know that's going to be still there when you get off work and you take your shower and you can put your feet up and eat your dinner. You know all those things in your house that you bought are permanent fixtures you bought and paid for. Make God, our Heavenly Father, a permanent fixture in your life. Make His daily bread a permanent fixture. Because as we move on in Exodus, we're going to see more promises of our Heavenly Father. We already see it here, even with the King, putting more labor and more taxes on them, even with the forefathers that have all passed away. God has made these particular people His people. And He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. So as we get into Exodus, we're going to see the mighty hand of God as we all do right now. If you have a relationship with God, I know somewhere you can see God's hand in your life. Now we as people, it may not feel that great or grand to us, some of the things that we go through that we have to fight off. But you got to remember, you have to remember that your flesh did not get saved. Your spirit got saved. And asking God to keep you on that pot as well, keep changing your heart. Keep changing your heart. You're going to go at that situation later on in life the not the same way that you used to go at it. You're going to go at it with a little bit of more love, a little bit more grace, and a little bit more mercy, a little bit more compassion. And when you're walking with God, that's a daily reminder that you don't handle things the way that you used to. You got a new outfit on. And his name is Jesus Christ. He gave you a new name. Walk in your new name. Walk in that grace. Walk in that love. Walk in that mercy. Forgive your neighbors. A lot of our problems would be eliminated today if we could just walk in love and walk in that grace. But we got a lot of flesh out there that we need to fight against. But as long as we have God on our side, we are good to go. He tells us in his word, as long as we dwell in our secret dwelling place, we shall abide under his shadow. So take that with you today as we jump into Exodus for the month of October. Happy, happy October to one and all. I hope you guys continue to join me on this journey. I have been enjoying it greatly, reading what I'm reading 
in my Bible with you guys. I hope that you're getting something out of it. If you've never picked up your Bible, I hope that I'm doing a little bit of justice for it. I know that God has his hands all over my life. Again, I'm not a minister. I'm just someone that loves the Lord and I love reading his word and I thought that I would share it with my listening audience. For those of you that don't follow my regular show, we started back up again. Our first episode will be out on Tuesday, October the 3rd. It is a friendly show. I wouldn't say that it's family friendly, but I would say that it's over the age 18. We talk about all things relationship, what's going on in the news, my personal opinions about different things. And we also bring on guests, add a little bit education, health, mental health, awareness, everything all rolled up in one. We are just moving right along, trying to help our community. Which brings me to this. If you haven't already gone over to Bonfire and gotten yourself the community t-shirt, those campaigns will be ending. I'll have a new batch out as soon as I get the chance to go back in and design some more. As well as please, please, please visit our new website. Leave a review. It's 12streettalkback.com. You don't have to put in a www or any of that stuff. Just 12streettalkback.com. Our beautiful new website will pull up. I'm still working on it as I am the only one that does everything, the editing and all that stuff right now. But please feel free to leave me a review over there, as well as if you don't go to the website and you just listen on your favorite platform, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Our Heart Radio, tune in. We're everywhere that you can listen to your favorite shows and music. We're just about on every site except for Sirius Radio, but we coming for them next. <laughs> but tune in, leave your girl a review. Thank you, thank you so much for the ones that already left me reviews over on Apple. I certainly appreciate you. Until next time on this Wednesday, if it be in God's will, we'll see you right back here as we continue our journey through Exodus with God's people. Peace and blessings to you all.